Hello, my peachy friends out there in podcast land. I just wanted to check in with you guys and see how you're doing. Uh, The past three weeks of me opening the salons has been very challenging (laughs) as an entrepreneur, and I've really had to dig my heels in, and I've had to really stretch myself and more than anything, um, you know, draw upon the spiritual practices that I practice on a daily basis and, you know, get grateful, get perspective, try to stay in the solution and not the problem. And, you know, don't give in to, you know, fear mongering and um, worrying. So, you know, so I just roll my sleeves up and get to work, but it has been extremely challenging um, to navigate all of the new laws that are just popping up out of the blue. (laughs) You know, they're putting laws on the books that, you know, are just appearing out of nowhere. Um, You know, there's all these new regulations. We have to make sure that, you know, we're compliant with, uh, you know, everything going on with the coronavirus and and things of that sort. So it's been um, pretty uh, difficult to try to navigate anything, you know, everything. However, you know, we are, um, you know, coming out of this, (laughs) thank goodness, just grateful that, you know, we were allowed to open up and that our clients really love us. And they've been coming out and supporting us in droves, (laughs) which is amazing. And, you know, and I guess that's what I really wanted to kind of, you know, talk to everybody about is that, you know, you know, when, you know, we decided to create the Naked Peach, you know, the vision in mind was to really have a business that could really stand the test of time for 20, 30 years, um, something that we could really build a legacy around and possibly franchise. And of course, you know, my biggest why is that I believe that women need to have more leadership opportunities so that they can control their own financial futures. Because, you know, statistically showing when women, you know, get older, um, you know, in their retirement years, um, women, um, when they divorce, especially after, you know, having children, um, a lot of times end up in poverty more times than men do. So I think it's extremely important that women, you know, uh, take charge of their lives as far as, you know, financially leading their own lives and making sure that they're looking out for their own financial future so that when they get older and, um, and if they find themselves in a situation where they're divorced with children, you know, they're not in poverty and then they don't have skill sets to really kind of try to get their life back on track. And it's not to say that, you know, you can't be a stay at home mom and things like that. You know, I know when I was raising my children, uh, that's why I was a makeup artist for such a long time, because I worked on the weekends. I did makeup for weddings and makeup for events on the weekend, you know, and that sustained me. You know, I work Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, and it was sometimes it was, you know, difficult to work weekends. However, I was with my kids during the week, (laughs) you know, and, you know, I established a career that I've been in for 25 years. And, you know, as soon as my kids graduated high school and, you know, they launched their own lives, then I was able to say, okay, let's do a salon where we can employ people and, and help empower and impact other people's lives because now I have more time on my hands. However, I was still creating that um, 
you know, uh, all those years of, you know, working and I was cultivating, you know, my intellectual property. I was cultivating, you know, they say the 10,000 hour rule, (laughs) you know, it takes 10,000 hours of practicing something before you become an expert in it, you know, practicing my 10,000 hours in my field. So, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, the naked peach is an overnight success, but, you know, I've been digging in the ditches my whole life, (laughs) you know, focusing on uh, this career as far as being an esthetician. And I think that's really what I really wanted to talk to everyone about today is that, you know, um, everybody kind of always wants the end goal of everything. Um, Let me just turn my do not disturb on. You know, everyone's really looking for like, you know, just for example, uh, I want to walk the red carpet, right? As you know, as an actress and win all these awards. That's what you want. But however, you really have to understand that. Is that truly your passion being an actor, an actress? You know, what is the journey and the day to day that you have to endure to have that one moment? You know, and that's what you need to fall in love with. And that's why it's so important to be so passionate about what you do for a living. Because just for example, an actor, an actress, what their daily life is, is memorizing lines, you know, can you memorize a manuscript? Can you spend the time uh, mentally and emotionally, you know, are you a good reader, you know? Um, you know, are you going to be taking classes? Are you going to be able to sit in a trailer for five to six hours while they get the set ready? You know, are you going to be able to, you know, stand out on, you know, uh, in hot studio spaces for 11, 15 hour days, you know? And so it's like, that's really what it's like being a professional actor or actress. It's a lot of hard work. So, you know, the fact that they celebrate so hard is because they're working so hard. So, you know, is, you know, is that the lifestyle you want? Cause you only get one life. So what is your lifestyle, your day to day? You know, you have to fall in love with say the process of what you're doing because, you know, it's not about that one day, you know, maybe one day they celebrate the Oscars, right? And, you know, they go big, they go hard, but trust and believe they've spent millions, sometimes billions of dollars, even gone bankrupt, (laughs) didn't turn a profit. You know, they're doing it for the love of it. You know, they're not with their family and their friends risking divorce. You know, maybe they had to fly to Germany and, you know, and they're they're working 14, 15 hour days, you know, and, and it's just drudgery, you know, but they're doing it because they're passionate about it and they love it. So yeah, now they're walking the red carpet, but see, you know, the media, what they like to do, it's like, if all you do is watch TV, if all you do is go on social media, and you don't necessarily, you know, read books on your own, think for yourself, listen to podcasts, you know, really cultivate, educate your mind, then of course, you're always going to be in it, you know, you're always going to be pulsated and triggered by a get rich scheme And when it comes down to that spiritual practice, it's greed, you know, (laughs) so the mass media and TV, you know, the things that get you to watch are, you know, a train wreck, vices, you know, people getting stuff instantly. If you actually look on TV, you know, I really don't watch a lot of TV, but then if I do watch TV, I try to make it uh, something thoughtful, something I can learn or, you know, 
has to be something like that I actually really want to watch and it's something I can either learn from or grow from is very important. I don't want to be brainwashed by, you know, people jamming their sexism down my throat. Um, patriarch, you know, people who are, um, you know, uh, 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 what's the word patriot, not patriotic. Um, it's when people actually think that marriage is great. You know, it's, you know, marriage is great for men <laughs> because more men are satisfied in being married than women are. You know, a lot of times when women are married, you know, the men don't look at women as a partner and we're actually doing four to five hours more work than men a week. And they just look at us as if, you know, we're a sex slave and we're their mate. No, you know, it's like, you know, we should look at each other as equal partners. Um, and I forget the word. Let me look it up online. It's called patriarchy. I believe it's called patriarchy, but I'll, I'll look it up and see. You know, um, and if you just watch TV, I mean, TV is really set up you know, for you to buy something, you know, so of course the media always wants to make women feel less than that, you know, our power comes from our looks. And, you know, when I really had, you know, I used to buy into all that bullshit when I was younger. And when I really had my biggest aha, you know, you know, growing up, you know, you know, I happened to, you know, meet some people who were really high performing people, incredibly intelligent had successful businesses. You know, my goal in life was always like, I wanted to be successful. You know, I wanted to be a person of, uh, that I could control my own destiny, you know, and it takes a lot of money to do that, you know? So it's like, well, how do you get this money? And, you know, the people who are the most successful in life, they, it has nothing to do with their looks, (laughs) you know, the people who are writing the models paychecks, right? Those are the business owners. So, you know, so that's when I became extremely interested in business because I said, you know, I want to be the person who writes Michael Jordan's check. I want to be the person who writes Giselle's check, right? Because guess what? Your talent, your athletic ability, your beauty, all that stuff goes away. You're just talent. What I want to be as a business owner And I've always had that desire to be a business owner so I could control my environment because I always realized that in life, you know, life is about leadership. And if you happen to be um, around someone and in their environment where they're a leader and they're an addict, it's just a horrible place to be. You know, it's like leadership, I believe, really comes down to the best leaders are the ones that have great character. You know, so it starts with, you know, integrity, the truth, like you have to have, you got to be able to live in your truth, you know, and stand up for yourself and have some integrity, you know, and strive for excellence, you know, have some humility. You know, one of the things about me is, is that, and you have to be able to control your emotions. You know, if you can't control your emotions, you'll never be able to control your money. And that's something that Warren Buffett said. And, and that is so true. So one of the things that I do, so as a leader, I don't make um, emotional mistakes. If I have something difficult to, um, if I have a difficult decision to make, or if I'm emotionally upset, I have a 24 hour button. (laughs) So I say, okay, I'm going to hit the 24 hour button because I I don't ever want to make a decision while I'm upset or I'm emotional, right? Sometimes I have to hit that a couple times. (laughs) It turns into the 48 hour button (laughs) or longer, you know? 
Um, and then I really want to gather all the facts that I need to make on this decision from reliable sources. And then I'm going to make a decision when I'm more reasonable, logical, and definitely not emotional. Because <laughs> you never make good decisions when you're emotional. So, um, you know, leadership, I think the best leadership definitely comes down to character, number one. And then number two, you know, boldness and courageousness, right? So, I mean, you know, you can be, um, you know, bold, you know, and courageous and be a Hitler if you don't have character, right? <laughs> so, you know, we got to get that character first and then the boldness and the courageousness needs to come second, you know, so that, you know, pe you can make sure you create an environment that people feel safe in, you know, and you can really articulate, you know, what your values are, you know, and that's really important for the people who are following you and who are in your environment. And I think that, you know, I grew up around kind of a lack of good leadership in my life. And I think that that's why I feel so strongly about leadership, um, especially, you know, for anybody, but especially for women, you know, because we're already kind of behind the eight ball when it comes to, you know, financial education, leadership and business ownership. So it's even more pertinent for women, especially the fact that, you know, women are the ones that tend to end up in poverty more than men do. And, um, and it's not to say that we can't still address our needs of wanting to be mothers and raise our children. It's just that we also at the same time need to put as much value on that as well, because, you know, you have to do your younger self needs to do what it needs to do for your older self, you know, so you don't want to end up old and in poverty, or you don't want to end up divorced with three kids and in poverty. Those are situations you do not want to be in. Um, and it's a terrible situation to be in, you know, because you don't really have that many options at that point. <laughs> so I always believe it's really important to keep, you know, cultivating your career all throughout your life and just becoming a person of value, you know. So if you become a person of value, a per an expert in your field, you know, you're going to always have options for yourself. And it's so important to educate yourself financially. Um, I tell anybody in my life, anybody and everybody, make sure that you have an emergency fund, you know, three months income saved. Um, I usually hand out the book, you know, by Dave Ramsey. <laughs> He's really great. Um, I, you know, I love listening to him. You know, I don't necessarily agree with everything he does, but he's definitely the place. He's a good place to start. Susie Orman's another great uh, person, you know, somewhere to start to kind of get your financial act together. And, um, and I just, you know, I just really wanted to, um, you know, talk about today, you know, I also it's like, you know, like, what is your why, you know, a lot of times people ask me like, uh, you know, they ask me like, well, what is it? you know, why are you successful? You know, well, what, what is the one thing? And it's not really, I don't think it's ever one thing, right? But if you are practicing spiritual principles, right? So the spiritual principles is, right? You know, I practice gratitude every day, perspective, and I believe in hard work because all the answers are in the work, you know? So I believe in practicing my values, right? So if you, you, first of all, you have to have a clear vision for what you want, right? And if you want other people to follow you, your vision has to be so big that other people's vision can fit inside of your vision, right? So you have to be very clear on what it is you want, right? That's number one. Number two, 
you have to focus on one thing, right? Everybody wants an expert, right? Now, if you if you're dying of a heart attack, you know, and you need heart surgery, you're not going to go to your general practitioner to say, hey, give me a, a a surgeon, you know, and he uh, a surgery, and he probably makes like a hundred grand a year. But a heart surgeon specializes in heart surgery. That's all he does, and he probably makes half a million dollars a year, right? So in life, the people who are most successful focus on one thing, and it's not saying that that's all you have to do. You know, you can do more, but it's like, hey, focus on one thing till you strike it rich, or you know, get get to where you want to be, and then move on to something else. You know, because people really don't trust people who are all over the place. You know, you appear as like a scatterbrain, right? So you, if you focus on one thing, okay, just for example, right? If you want to chop a tree down, right? Okay. So now, you you know, if you want to chop this tree down, you need a a clear timeline, how long it's going to take to chop tree down. You got to keep chopping in one, you got to keep hitting it in one place over and over and over, 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 over till it finally comes down. Now, you know, if you're the type of person who's scatterbrained all over the place and you're chopping everywhere all over the place, you're not going to reach your goal of chopping the tree down. And that's why it's so important to focus on one thing. There's actually a book I read that's like super good about this. Oh, and it's uh, it's called The One Thing. And so if you're having, you know, issues and thinking about, you know, why aren't you, you know, doing well in life, <laughs> you know, maybe you're all over the place. So you need to focus on one thing. So the book is called The One Thing. And it's by uh, Jay Papasan. And I actually have the book, um, over 2 million copies sold. And I have it on audio too as well. And once I read this book, I really got my act together because I was all over the place. And I really had to assess if I wanted to be successful in life, I had to focus on one thing, you know? So since, you know, I have a lot of options, it made me a little all over the place. So sometimes it's better if you only have one option because then guess what? That's all you're going to focus on. <laughs> so what's really important is to say, well, what are you most passionate about? What comes easy to you? You know, um, what are you curious about, right? What are the things you do in your spare time? You know, in your spare time, are you cooking? In your spare time, are you bird watching? You know, in your spare time, are you playing golf? Like, what do you do in your spare time? Well, you know, and what comes easy to you? Like, why in life, okay? The whole goal in life is, you know, you have to get some money, right? You know, obviously you got, you know, family, friends, all that. Well, let's just put that aside. and Let's just focus on trying to get some of this money out here, right? You have to get money because if you don't have it, you can't eat, you can't get health insurance. There's so many things you can't do. You need it, right? So, you know, I'm just speaking as if you already have an abundant mindset, right? So that's so that's the goal. Like, so why are you going to, if you try, like, we okay, you have to work a job or run a business or be a professor, whatever it is you're going to do in life, right? Why swim upstream, Right. Because in the end, you're you're trying to get the end result, which is the money so that you can make the people, the the lives of the people around you easier. Right. So if you have a little money, if you know your mom needs surgery, guess what? You got it. Your son needs to go to college. Guess what? You got it. Right. You know, you need to buy groceries for the week. Guess what? You got it. Right. So it's going to meet your basic needs. And then there's going to be one time when you're 80. Guess what? If you didn't save any money, 
Well, you know, you're pretty much shit out of luck then. So you got to make it now while you're young and healthy, right? So you're going to get out here and try to swim upstream to try to make a living and earn this money? No, you know, it's what, you know, it's like, come on, you know, stop living in your pride and ego. What the hell are you good at? Stop, you know, feeling bad for yourself because what people do is they compare and contrast their lives with other people, you know? You know, so they're like, you know, somebody might be an amazing singer. Well, instead of saying, oh, what are the options with if I'm if I'm an amazing singer and I can sing like an angel, what are my options? Right. Um, I could run the church. Maybe I could go work for a church and run the church choir. Uh, Maybe I could be uh, go to school for teaching, teach at a high school and be uh, a musical teacher. Um, maybe I could teach, um, lessons to people in the neighborhood. Maybe I could go work for a recording studio, move to New York and work for a recording studio and then work my way up the ladder. Maybe one day I'd get a record deal. Like there's so many options, (laughs) right? To do something, maybe because that's what's easy for you, right? Or say you're someone who, um, is incredibly athletic, right? And, you know, um, you know, you could be, say, I don't know, a bodybuilder, you know, so a fitness expert, you know, you could be a personal trainer, you know, um, you know, the list just goes on and on and on for the options that are within your wheelhouse of what the hell you're good at. You see what I'm saying? But what I see time and time again is people don't do any spiritual work. So they hate themselves and they compare themselves to other people and they think what someone else has is better than what they have. So they spend their whole entire life doing something that they hate, trying to be like someone else, (laughs) you know, to get people to like them, impress people that don't even like them. And then, you know, you're just swimming uphill for what? It's like, no, get in the damn boat and cruise down. Like life is so beautiful when you get in the flow. And how you get in the flow is say, what about me is world class. What about me? What is it that I do that's world class, right? And just because, say, you might be able to, um, I don't know, uh, say that, you know, you're someone who really knows how to make people really feel good. You just love people, right? You know, maybe you should be a coach, a counselor, you know, a teacher. I mean, trust me, you know, that requires a lot of patience and empathy. And guess what? That's just, you know, not a lot of people have that, right? Or maybe you're super aggressive, you know, you should be a karate instructor, you know, or an MMA fighter or, you know, or get into the military, right? So assess naturally, what is your flow? What is your DNA? What about you that is, it lights you up, makes you excited? Because the thing is, while in life, while you're working, you're going to have trials and tribulations. Work is hard. You know, even though, for example, I am very passionate about my industry, what I do for a living, there's so many times where I have to go through a lot of trials and tribulations. But because I love doing what I do, right? It allows me to get through those tough times. And then when I am working with clients, they're like, oh my God, wow, like you're like the best. Because I actually care about what I do. I want people to like what I do. <laughs> like I want to be good. I want to be excellent, you know? And I strive for excellence. You know, I strive for excellence, not perfection. You know, perfection's insanity. <laughs> no one's perfect, right? So so but the key is to really focus on one 
thing. And that has to be in your circle of competency now, right? So you have to establish what is your one thing? What is it that you're great at? And then from there, that's where you want to hone your craft. You want to develop your 10,000 hours, right? So just for example, like my son, Jackie, he's a tattoo artist, you know? So when he started, you know, he was always very artistic, right? And he did like woodworking, art classes and all these things while he was in school. And he was good, right? But he's been working as a tattoo artist for years and years and years and years. And now he's like, excellent, right? Because he put in his 10,000 hours, right? So you want to put, so you can become a master of your craft. So you want to put your 10,000 hours of time in, into an arena that you feel very passionate about, right? And people will feel your passion, right? Because nobody wants to be around anybody average, anybody lukewarm. You know, people want to be around excellence. People want to be around luxury. People want to be around things that are great and exciting, right? So you're out here in the world doing something that you hate and you're doing it for the money or you're doing it for the reasons that aren't true to you and you're just lukewarm, mediocre and average or you're just doing it for, you know, for the money. You know, that's like the worst. You have to do things because you're passionate about it and who cares what the outcome is because you got to love the day to day. That's what you got to fall in love with. And so I think that that's what I really wanted to, um, you know, really get to. And, you know, and you got to really know what your why is. What is your why? Why are you doing it? Right. So my why for running my salons when I started them was I wanted my sons to be proud of me and and that for them to be able to look up to me and learn and grow from what I'm doing. And then they can see my mistakes. They can see my failures and see that I'm striving. And, and I wanted them to see that, you know, so that was, that's my why. Right. But now, you know, and, and my sons are proud of me. So I achieved that goal. So it's really cool. So my next why is I want to franchise the salon. And the why is because I want to help other women achieve their financial goals um, and also learn how to run a business and learn how to be leaders, right? Because that's what's really in my heart. So that's my why, right? Now the outcome, whatever happens doesn't matter, but I'm going to fall in love with the process of coaching women and helping them achieve their financial success for their family, for their children, um, and build a legacy for themselves, learn about finances, learn about leadership and learn about business ownership. And I want to coach them. Right. And so that's how I can make an impact in the world. So I don't have to, you know, it's not about, oh, I want to be a franchise so I can have 500 locations, this and that, you know, it's good to set goals, but intrinsically that's the why, you know, and, and that's what's making me fall in love with the process. And so when trials and tribulations come, I can keep pushing through because I know why I'm doing that. And that's what's so important uh, for people to know. Uh, People need to fall in love with the process. So if you are, say, wanting to run a business just because you want to make money um, and and it's not it's not going to push you through, you know, you have to say, you know, okay, say you wanted to like start a business or say, you know, you want to do something. Well, what is, what is your day to day going to look like? And how is that going to affect you? And how is that going to affect your family? Is that what you really want? You know, what's the true why, you know, is if it's just for the money, don't do it. You know, is, is this going to help or hinder yourself or your life? 
You know, are you just doing it for status? No, it's got to be something more. It's got to be something you're passionate about. It's also got to be something you know about, you know, you got to know more about it than anybody else, you know? Um, and, and I just believe that's the right, that's what feels good to me. Now I know a lot of people run businesses different ways, you know, but it's more like an addict mindset. You know, you're just like looking for that hit that high, you know, I don't want to do things like that. I want to do things more, um, that have more impact and come from the heart. That's just how I do it. And I just believe that's more sustaining and more long-term. You know, I don't feel like I need to grow overnight. <laughs> you know, I believe life's a journey and I'm willing to take that journey and I want to learn the lessons along the way. You know, even if I grow more slowly than, you know, say the next company coming along. But what's really important is, is that I really fall in love with the process. I really know what my why is and I'm doing things from my heart and it has to feel good. So if it doesn't feel good. I don't want to do it, you know, because I know you know, a lot of people depend on me and I need to be in a good space mentally, emotionally and, and physically. So anyway, that's just um, something that was on my mind. And I really wanted to kind of tune in with you guys and, <laughs> um, you know, let you guys know what was on my mind and my spirit. And I hope everyone's safe, well and blessed. And I'll check in with you guys soon.